welcome to the Leave Insert Guidance podcast and a happy new year. Start your 2022 by making sure you're subscribed to the Leave Insert Guidance podcast to get updates on new episodes and follow us on Leave Insert Guidance on Instagram. In our first show of 2022, I'm joined by Dr. John McGinnity, Admissions Officer at Maynooth University, to discuss the new courses on offer this September. I'm also joined by final year Irish and marketing student Alana Carroll, who talks about her experience as a Maynooth University student. So I'm joined now by uh, Dr. John McGinnity, Admissions Officer at Maynooth University. Welcome back on to the Leaving Cert Guidance podcast, John. Delighted to be with you, Dunnock, and a real welcome to all your listeners out there. And uh, hopefully in the next few minutes, they'll get a sense of all the great things that are happening here at Minute University uh, for the coming year. And I'm also joined by Alana Carroll, final year student of Irish and marketing. Hi, Alana. Hi, thanks very much for having me today, Donica. Well, you're very welcome on. It's great to get a student perspective about Maynooth University as well. So, John, I'm actually going to start with you because there's a few new courses uh, starting this year for September 2022 at Maynooth University. And, and one of them I want to look at first is is business and a language uh, at Maynooth University. That, that's it, Donica. It's part of our business suite of offerings. And it's uh, the actual CO course code is MH409. Uh, so basically, it's a degree whereby students can combine business, their interest in business, with their interest in languages. And it's a really special program in the sense that at Minute we allow students to have a great amount of flexibility. So in that degree, we have a range of options around accounting, uh, business, uh, international business and marketing. And then students can also combine any of those streams with one of our languages, which would be either French, German, Spanish, or Chinese. And, and I suppose one of the things just to say is that increasingly given Brexit and given the changes in the global context, it's very, very important to have students and graduates who can actually make a contribution to their own companies, but also a contribution to society and the world. And so at Maynooth, we're always thinking about building on the successful degree programs that we have, but each year we try to add new developments and new degrees and there's a significant demand from students to be able to combine business and languages. And while at Maynooth here, where you could always have done it through arts or taking electives through a business degree, we felt let's call out and create a separate degree, which is this MH409, uh, which is business and languages. So, so it's a wonderful and exciting step for us, Dunica. Yeah, and very relevant languages too. Obviously, China is the largest economy in the world. German is the largest economy in Europe. Uh, when you combine those with business as well, it's great for students. Is there a language requirement, John, for any of these courses? Uh, the good thing here, Dunica, and, and this would be might be counterintuitive and people might say, well, I wonder why. But when we looked at it really carefully with our School of Languages, Literatures and Cultures, and we asked them the question about what would be the language competency needed. They were very confident. They're basically saying, John, we will offer beginner language for a student who's motivated. And for each of our languages, that's French, German, Spanish, and Chinese, students can take a beginner. So you don't need any specific third language requirement for this degree. I think naturally what will happen, Donica, is that you know, almost by selection bias, students who have an interest in languages will be coming to us with a language. But if you're out there and you decided at TY or going into fifth year that you didn't take your language and now you want to come back to it, you can certainly take that option up at Minute University. And what will happen will be students who have a H4 in the language will do what's called a single stream, which is 15 credits. And a student who's taking the language at beginner 
will be taking 30 credits, which is double that amount. So instead of about um, four hours a week in a language, if you have it already in your leave insert, that language, you'd be doing about eight hours a week. Uh, so, so it's a very important dimension that we have to allow students to take intermediate language, but also beginner language as well, Donica. Yeah, and there's an O4 in maths there as well for this particular business stream. Um, and, and is there a maths element within this degree? Because I always, students get a little bit hesitant when they see a, a maths requirement and they've got to wonder, does that entail a lot of maths? Yeah, and I think that's a really good question, Annika. And, and so it's it's kind of levels of maths. If maths is the last bag, last book out of your bag in the evening and maths you have no interest in at all, and you can't wait to finish studying maths, then I think something, say, in the business side or science side, one would have a reservation about you taking that on. Now, just to put it in context, if you were coming into, say, pure maths at Maynooth, you'd need a H2 in honours maths. For this particular program, you need some level of competency. And how we gauge that is the 04 H7. So it's that person who is comfortable in maths, doesn't want to do a degree in maths, uh, so I wouldn't like for students to be put off by it, not at all. Uh, if you're reasonably okay on maths, then you'll be fine in this program. And John, is there an opportunity then for students maybe to do an Erasmus or study abroad to kind of enhance their language skills? Absolutely. And I think there's an element around recommended or optional. In this particular degree, Dunica, it's expected and it's part of the, the program structure. So what we do is we actually put all of our program structures up on the Minute University course finder. And when you look at it, you'll be able to drill down year by year, module by module within each semester that we offer it. And one of the things in this program is there is a, an absolute ex expectation that you will be doing the whole four-year program. And the third year, you'll be spending a year abroad, perhaps in Beijing or Shanghai or uh, in one of our uh, university partner universities across Europe. A lot of choice and every single student on the programme will be expected to be spending that year abroad. Yeah, because Manute University does have very strong ties uh, in China with universities in China, isn't that right? That's it. And in fact, we have our own university campus in Fuzhou, which is down near Taiwan. Uh, we have over a thousand students there studying at the moment. And it's, it's, it's something we're very proud of because we have a significant connections to China uh, and, and one of the things that will happen will be we have an, actually an office over there. So students will be getting a full support in terms of their time in China. That sounds like a great opportunity for students. So that's MH409, uh, Business and Language. The MH409 is the CAO code for any student. Uh, and then next, John, we're going to look at MH404. This is the business options. Uh, but there's a new global cultures degree streams uh, in this course. And I suppose uh, because, John, um, Ireland has so many multinational companies and business now is really global across the EU and then global as well, that I suppose it is very important to see all. And I was very interested in some of the modules uh, with security, urbanisation, science, crime and policing, all of these different aspects. Very, very interesting. I think what's really special at Maynooth, uh, Dunica, is the combinations of disciplines and subjects. So this was really organic from our business school, uh, talking to the people in the uh, Department of Anthropology who are all interested in the whole aspect of cultures and global cultures. And they really are just combining forces by bringing together a business and global cultures. Now, a lot of flexibility here again, because some students might want to do marketing and global cultures or international business and global cultures. And students will have four weeks, just as they do in the business and languages program, 
to decide what are the combinations of subjects that I wish to do. So some students might wish to do a pure business degree in MH404, business on its own, or indeed do this combination where you might want to do business and global cultures. One of the things I'd say to you, and we heard last week on the in the media, the significant tax revenue from the state receipts, and you mentioned it there yourself, Donica, the, the significance of the global companies in Ireland have a, a significant effect in terms of our own income here, income levels in Ireland, but very much those uh, companies are crying out for graduates who are globally minded and have an interest in, I suppose, working in a global context. It might be that you're a student who's thinking of traveling internationally, working internationally, or indeed just working in Ireland and working in a company that is exporting. But if you have that perspective and have an interest in how different cultures and how different people, so for instance, if you're looking at something like consumer behavior, how people buy products in different countries with a different uh, cultural context, this is the kind of core of these degrees. And it's bringing together that strength of the business department along with the, the anthropology department to offer the global cultures options. Yeah, it's very exciting for students. And I remember talking to a lecturer before uh, who was teaching languages and they were saying it's not just languages that we teach, we teach the culture as well because to understand the culture is essential in business. Obviously, China have their own culture when it comes to business and things like that. So it's very important to know this uh, and it's very that, exciting for it. students. That's it. And Peter Drucker once said, who's a famous management theorist, business exists to serve a customer. Uh, if you don't serve a customer, you, you don't exist. And so in some way, when you're working in a business, no matter which department you're in, you could be in the finance office, you might be in logistics or the IT, fundamentally everything you will do, if it's not guided for the customer, then that company will not last very long. And so I think part of the understanding and part of the training that students would get here at Maynooth is understanding those huge philosophies as part of business, but also the importance of the customer and, and the cultural context that the customer is operating in. John, I'm going to take you back to something you said there about having the four weeks to decide, because often when I tell students this, uh, when, when I'm doing guidance with them, it's a big selling point for them when they realize, oh, I have four weeks uh, to decide what I can do. That, that's brilliant, because usually most uh, college, you might have a drop down menu to say, pick your subjects. Now, can you just tell us a little bit about that four weeks, maybe? Absolutely. And I think that's something that's unique at Maynooth is the flexibility that students, we understand the student is making the transition. There's a lot going on. It might be you're moving home or you're commuting. You've moved outside your normal school context. You're now faced with subjects that you're familiar with, but also subjects that you are hearing and seeing and doing for the first time. So we don't want you to rush that decision. So what we like for students to do is to spend time. Often a student might say, I know I want to do X and Y, but they're not too sure if it's A, B, or C in terms of the combinations of subjects. So what we say to students is, we'll try out A, B, and C, and then after two or three weeks, decide what it is you wish to do. Um, and that sits across our science programs, our arts programs, all of the programs at Maynooth. There are some exceptions. So for instance, primary teaching, because the curriculum is developed and designed by yeah. the Department of Education, we don't have that flexibility. But other than primary teaching, most of the other programs have that four week whereby you can chop around and move around before finally deciding what it is I wish to do. Because the most important thing for us as a student-centered university is to be listening to the student because we want them studying what it is that they wish to do 
that matches their own aspirations and interests. That's really what we're trying to do for them. Yeah, because even aside from the, the four weeks, but there's also great options within Maynooth University to even transfer between courses as well from first year into second year. Can you explain that a little bit as well? I know I'm going a little bit off topic, but it's it's very interesting. No, no and I think it's lovely, Donica, because for the programs that we're talking about today, uh, that possibility to transfer at the end of first year has been stitched in as well. So a student might come to apply for business and languages, but find that the points might be, we, we don't know what the points will be, but they could be relatively high. And yet the points for arts might be lower than that. So we'd be allowing a student who's come in and doing business and French, if they want, they can make an application to transfer into the business and languages program in second year. Where it's happened significantly at the moment is in areas like law, uh, computer science, business, finance, accounting, where students are doing those subjects in arts. Now, they may have put law or business or law and business high up on their CEO preferences, and then maybe arts underneath. And then at the end of first year, if you actually pass the subjects, you can transfer into the denominated degree, even though the points for that might have been 100 points uh, higher the previous year without loss of time. So you transfer directly into second year. And often people say, is that that's unusual, John, or that that seems different than other colleges. Our belief, Donica, is that you show off, you show us how good you are at studying law or business or languages. And in some way, we use the first year as a qualifier. It's basically you signaling to us, yes, you're motivated. Yes, you can take these subjects. And other than accounting, all of the other requirements, it's a 40% for um, to transfer into, say, law and business in second year. In the case of accounting, you do need 60%, and that's a professional body recognition yeah. requirement. So so you have to get 60% of first-year accounting to transfer into one of our accounting programs. Well, it's a great opportunity for students. And like you said, John, maybe they've, the other course that initially they want to get into was 100 points higher or something, but there's still that opportunity if you pass your, your first year. So it's well worth going onto the Maynooth University website to have a look at the courses and see which ones you can transfer into second year and that. It's excellent. So, John, MH415, and I know your background is in economics as well. This is a BSc in economics with an integrated uh, Master's of Science in economics as well. So this sounds very exciting. It is, Donica, and how this came about was a significant number of economists out, professional economists who are graduates of Minute were coming back to us saying, you know, really Minute should have a specialised economics degree for somebody who really wants to, to, to focus in and, and have a deep dive in economics. The most important thing I can say is that you don't have to have economics to do this programme, but an interest in the economy and, and how the economy works. And it's a three-year Bachelor of Science program with an integrated into the master's. So if you get uh, 55% at the end of third year, you have a guaranteed place into the master's program. And what we've been doing, Tunic, in the background is carefully designing the curriculum so that first year builds, second year builds on first year, third year on, sec on second year. And that at the end of the three year in the BSc, the students will have a really good foundation to go on into the master's program. And we expect them to be going out and working successfully in companies like the central bank and stockbroking and fund management, just in the ESRI and the Economic and Social Research Institute, so that we would give students really strong skills and competencies that would make them very marketable for that student who's an interest in economics and 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 specialising in economics. And uh, yeah, so it's it's four years, and you could have your masters. That's that's not typical, John, though, is it? No, 
because normally it's a four plus one or even yeah. even four plus two. But one of the things that's happening here is that sometimes a student might be doing economics and another one or two subjects, whereas in this particular case, it's a combination of economics. Now, maths is in there. And I know we were discussing earlier on, Donica, the maths in the quotient of maths required for this one is 01H5. So you do need that slightly more capacity and capability in maths to undertake this program because some of the modules will be a combination of economics and some mathematics. There's a fascinating area of correlations and statistics which feed into an area called econometrics. And from the econometrics, you'll be very strongly uh, employable with modules such as econometrics. And that's a good point, John. What what generally would uh, economic graduates do after their degree, or even their master's in this case? So what's happening normally is a, a good number of them are working in research. So they're looking in areas like social research. Um, so even recently, people were looking at the uh, pandemic unemployment payment, uh, how many people received it, did, how did it affect their income, um, how many people uh, are on the sort of social welfare supports, the benefits of social welfare supports. So there's lots of aspects around areas whereby the state has intervened and there is research saying to the government, yes, they should increase the rate or decrease the rate, or in this case, it was to phase out the rate in terms of the pandemic unemployment payment. And so economists are all the time working in policy, advising the government as to what it is they should do. More importantly as well, there's other opportunities like in central bank in terms of regulation, uh, there's areas in terms of banking and stockbroking whereby people are trying to extrapolate and uh, estimate the futures of maybe stock prices. Or you could be working in, say, Ryanair, working in the area of uh, looking for futures, which would be estimating the cost of jet fuel into the future. And uh, in terms of Ryanair, they've been very successful to buy forward jet fuel either at the right price so that they later on they've actually made in the sense that jet fuel would be a higher price. So so in a way, as an economist, there's a significant and, and, and a deep uh, breadth of experiences and employment opportunities for you. Uh, so that's MH415. And of course, John, because these are new courses, there's no idea uh, what the CEO points would be, but there is minimum entry requirements uh, that students can certainly look at on the website. Absolutely, Donica. And so it's, it's as you say, one never knows until oh. the after August and, and this year more than any year, as we know, points have been changing. And it's very difficult for this year's Leave Insert because, you know, we've come on the back of inflated and increased points. It's hard to know what it'll look like in 2022. Our advice would be just to say to a student, do as well as you can, because that's all you can do and let the points work themselves out. Um, like, so for instance, yes, points went up 30 points last year but so also did the average points in the country went up by 30. So it's like a wave, it's like a science, sorry, a sea wave that just rises and falls. If everybody gets higher grades, the points go up, and if grades come down, points will fall. And even the economists can't forecast what way the CEO points are going to go. (laughs) You haven't won, yes. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to turn to you, Alana, uh, final year Irish and marketing student. Uh, So Alana, you went through the arts route in this. It wasn't, you didn't go into business options, was that right? No, I chose to stick with the arts uh, route. I was really focused on wanting to do the Irish as well. So it felt just like the best option for me to continue on in arts. And what initially did you do in first year? So I started off with marketing, Irish, uh, accounting and critical skills. 
So I'm going to get to critical skills now in a minute because it's, it's a subject, a, a module I really enjoy. Uh, but it's it's a great option within an arts program because you wouldn't see it too often, Alana, where there's business subjects within an arts program like marketing, management, and even business international. So it was great to be able to marry business and Irish, two subjects you were really looking forward to doing. Yeah, no, it was great. Um, I suppose even when I was going into college, I had my idea I wanted to focus on business but I wasn't even 100% sure which stream I wanted to pick, whether it be management, uh, marketing or international. So I suppose as well, doing the arts degree, it was great that I had four weeks to try out the three subjects within business and then make my decision. And I suppose once I tried marketing, it felt like a natural fit for me. So I was really lucky in that sense. Um, But I think it was great to have even the option of doing the three and to try out the three. Yeah, that's where that four weeks comes in. That's That was great for you, obviously, and a good positive story from that as well. Uh, so critical skills, Alana, this is always something I'm, I'm curious to get students' feedback on. It. What exactly is that? Because we can see it at the end of every group uh, in the arts groupings. What exactly is critical skills and how does it benefit students? So the way I always describe it, is it essentially teaches you how to college. Now, I know that's probably not the best way no, to say it. that's a good way, yeah. But it is, that's exactly what it is. I suppose some of the main things I always tell prospective students or I always say about it is, it teaches you such simple things that you think are simple, but they mightn't be things that you would learn when you're in school. Like, for example, when I was in school, I wouldn't have even known that I had to reference in an assignment. So it taught me how to reference, but not only how to, the proper way to do it and even just for example your bibliographies um at the end of your assignments i wouldn't have known that it had been alphabetical order um so i suppose critical skill teaches you that kind of thing page numbers page numbers on your assignments but as well as that it also gives you skills such as um, presentations so at the end of my first semester in critical skills i had to do a presentation and i suppose like i would have been very nervous like anybody but having been given that opportunity it has definitely made me more confident going into other presentations in other modules uh, throughout my true years as well as that we did debates um which were, of course they were great crack but as well as that it really did make you more aware that there is two sides to every story that there are different perspectives um which made me more aware when i was doing my assignments um as well as that we did sort of uh, assignments such as correlation um and yeah just assignments that I feel really gave me the skills that I needed going forward in um throughout my three years yeah people don't understand how big the transition is from school to college it's a very big transition you know I was nearly well I was seven years at third level in college and I'm still trying to figure out referencing because nobody actually sits down with you really to say this is how you reference but it's great that critical skills uh, can give you that because their skills are absolutely crucial in college uh, so that's really good so Alana uh, part of, of uh, um, college I suppose in college life and students one of the first things they ask me now is about study abroad or Erasmus or, or going away to work on language skills or whatever did you have that opportunity? Uh, I had the opportunity. I chose not to do Erasmus, but what I did do was before starting college, I went to the Gale Talk and I spent the three weeks there trying to improve my spoken language and my spoken Irish, as well as my grammar. And I do feel like that definitely was um, a great help to me. 
Yeah, so that, that's that's really good. And, and the fact you're studying Irish, I suppose, the Gaeltacht is was absolutely uh, really important. Uh, can you put yourself back into sixth year now, Alana, and you're researching uh, what caught your eye with Maynooth University or why did you pick Maynooth University? So, as I said, I wasn't really 100% sure. I had an idea I wanted to do business, um, but I wasn't particularly 100% sure what I wanted to do. I did know I wanted to do Irish. That was a definite for me. But that uncertainty of not being 100% sure, not wanting to commit to a course, definitely made me cho- or choose Minute because I knew I had the four weeks of flexibility. Um, not only that flexibility, but the opportunity to try subjects that I hadn't tried. Like, I remember... I went to lectures on law, psychology, French, English. I tried absolutely everything in first year. I suppose that definitely made me want to choose Minute uh, because I had that those opportunities open to me. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. The flexibility is brilliant. And Alana, so there's six year students listening today and even some fifth year students. What would you, what advice would you uh, give them uh, now that they're researching their CEO and particularly about Minute University? I would definitely say research everything, even if something you don't think you're interested in. Because I know myself, when I started in first year, like I said, I tried out law. Um, that would have never been something that I would have taught to myself. God, I want to do law. But when I went to the lecture, I thought, wow, this is actually really interesting. Um, and ultimately, I decided not to do it in the end. But I would definitely say look into things you don't think you're interested in because they might be something that you don't realize you have an interest in or you might have a misconception that it's x y and z when it's actually abc do you know what i mean yeah um so i definitely say research what even if you don't think you have an interest in it you might actually so just look into it so alana you're in your final year any plans for next year uh so i do plan either going on to do a graduate program or a master's and um, i am leaning more so towards a master's but i'll have to wait and see yeah see how the results go uh, yeah. So well done, Alana. Really, thanks for that. And John, I'm going to come back to you because Maynooth University have a few events uh, coming up, particularly this Wednesday. There's there's an important one on. Because so on this Wednesday coming, uh, the 12th of January, between 6pm and 9pm, uh, we have a fantastic evening whereby, now it is virtual, we'd love to have people course, joining yeah. us on campus. But unfortunately, because of COVID cases, it is virtual. Um, so all of the details are on our website. It's opendays.maynooth.university.ie. Uh, so that's the website. Uh, but if you even just Google Minute University, you'll see it there. Uh, and we have presentations on all of the programs, the programs that we discussed this evening, but all of the other programs as well. And students will have a chance to ask any questions they want, uh, have a look and listen to presentations. Um, and, and so it's a lovely evening whereby you can f- uh, find out the, uh, all the aspects of making an application to the Minute and making an application to the CEO as well. Well, that's a great resource for students, uh, particularly in the month of January when they feel like they need to be making decisions. Um, so, John, the Minute University website is obviously really good to have a look at, but also uh, you've some really good social media uh, pages as well. I know some of your Instagram are brilliant. Uh, I know you have a great social media manager there. Uh, so Minute University obviously is one, and Minute CAO is another uh, Instagram page that you have. And what I love about it is students often do a takeover on, on Instagram stories and they give you such an insight, uh, as Alana did here tonight, uh, on the courses and that. So Minute CAO, Minute Uni, I know Minute Uni are on TikTok as well. Um, yes. So have, have follow those pages too. Uh, John and Alana, thank you so much for taking the time to come on to the Leaving Cert Guidance podcast. It's much appreciated. 
Thank you very much, Dunnock, and the best of luck to the students for the coming year. Thank you. Thanks for having me.